Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Troy Pospisil, the founder and CEO of Entra, a provider of contract automation and intelligence solutions for asset managers. Hi, Troy. How are you? Good. All right. Thanks for doing this. It's great to be here. It's my privilege. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Entra. Prior to founding Entra nine years ago, I was working in private equity investing as an investment professional at one of the largest private funds asset managers in on the planet. And I noticed and was involved with a number of workflows related to contracts that were highly inefficient. And as a bit more background, the industry in general was developing at a really rapid pace. And the complexity of managing a private fund was compounding incredibly rapidly. As a bit of a backdrop, there had been a lot of fast-paced innovation within the industry. The types of assets that the industry was investing in, how global in nature these funds were, the industry had grown incredibly quickly. And so the size of these funds was growing at a really rapid pace, especially the largest funds. The amount of competition in the industry was spiking really quickly. And so the implications on the operations of each individual firm were really material, especially in the speed that they had to move to effectuate transactions. And of course, whenever you see a lot of growth and innovation within any corner of finance, a lot of regulation inevitably follows. And so when I was uh, working in the industry nine years ago, that was right around the time Dodd-Frank got enacted and all of these private funds managers had to register with the SEC. And that brought about a lot more complexity. So it, it sort of felt like watching a slow moving train. You had all of these elements increasing complexity that when combined, they were really compounding and exponentially increasing the amount of complexity managing uh, a private funds asset manager. And no function was feeling this pain more than the legal function. Just the volume of contracts, the length and complexity of these contracts, and the risk associated with getting it wrong was all going up dramatically. And I had a front row seat to all of this. And what I saw was that firms continued to manage their business in the way that they had in the past, even as all of this complexity and the volume of work was rapidly increasing. And I was lucky enough to be based in San Francisco. I had a number of close friends and my roommate who worked in enterprise software. And it became really clear to me that the only way forward for the industry was to digitize a lot of these workflows, to materially increase the efficiency to speed up a lot of these processes so that they could uh, conduct business at, at the right pace and also to reduce risk by really getting a handle on everything that was happening within their business and access the data and make that data more transparent. So how specifically is technology helping to improve the ability to analyze these kinds of contracts more quickly and accurately? Well, I'll give you a couple of examples based on some of the products that we deliver. So one of our products, which we call Insight, takes long, complex corporate contracts 
turns those into structured data, and then delivers a set of workflow and reporting tools around that data to make that data actionable. So the state of affairs as it exists for most private funds asset managers who are conducting these types of transactions is when you close a transaction, let's say like raising a fund, you end up with literally thousands of pages of negotiated agreement, typically in the form of either your limited partnership agreement, a managed account agreement, and then side letters. And you know, in line with all the trends I was talking about, the just the length and complexity of this documentation has increased probably a hundredfold in the last 30 years. And that's just due to the complexity of the industry. The sophistication of the investors or the limited partners has gone up dramatically. The size and complexity of these funds has increased. And so you think, and you sort of layer that on top of the fact that these funds have all grown. So if you have a thousand pages of a document that memorializes the relationship between an asset manager and their investors, and now you have maybe 40 different investment strategies, and across each of those strategies, you're raising a new fund every two to three years. You know, now you're talking about hundreds of thousands of pages, and you know, the pages aren't what's important. What's important is what did you agree to within all of that documentation? And so sitting inside all of that are material obligations and restrictions to really important counterparties, your investors. And the way people tried to keep track of that was sort of control F or maybe making a summary of the document in Word in a bullet point format or trying to make a spreadsheet that summarized the, the key terms. But the problem with that, even if you're able to get even part of the way there with that type of solution, is just the size and complexity of your organization is too much for a single source of a single document that maybe sits on a hard drive somewhere. And to bring that to life a little bit for a fund documents and obligations in particular, while it does sit inside a contract, which may have been negotiated or the negotiation may have been quarterbacked by the legal department, the obligations and restrictions that sit inside those contracts have to be followed through on by various departments within a large asset manager. And so the finance team may be responsible for certain of those obligations. The investor relations teams may be responsible for certain of those obligations. The compliance team may be the ones tracking certain of those restrictions. And so the, really the only way to keep track of all of this and manage it and actually follow through on it and have a, an audit trail that you followed through on it that you can share with regulators or your large business partners, your investors, is to digitize all of this. And so that is one not so simple example of the type of thing that we do here at Entra to make it such that our customers can actually keep track of what they're doing in their agreements or what they've agreed to. What are the benefits of deploying artificial intelligence in this process? So we started building our artificial intelligence team in 2016. That was when we hired our first artificial intelligence engineer. So we've been building and deploying and using AI as a tool for a long time. And the recent rise of generative AI is super interesting and unlocks some interesting new capabilities. But you know, AI allows you to depending on how much data you have and how complicated or simple the question you're asking to automate certain workflows that historically may have been done manually. So I'll give you a couple of examples, and these are not necessarily unique to us. I think a lot of people who are building contracts-related technology have landed on a similar set of features. 
I think the way we're building it is superior to a lot of what I've seen in the marketplace because we just have so much data related to very specific use cases and problems that we're seeking to solve with AI, which I can talk about. But a, a contract is language, and there's a lot of things you're going to want to do with that language when you're digitizing contracts and contract-related workflows. So as a very ex simple example, you're going to want to answer questions about contracts. And you're going to want to answer very specific questions. You're going to want to make sure that they have a really high degree of accuracy. So as a very simple example, you're going to ask questions like, when was this contract signed? What jurisdiction does this contract sit in? But that can, the questions you want to ask get much more complex. Those are sort of the simplest questions you can ask. Get really, really complicated. You know, does it contain this very specific clause or carve out? And what does that very specific clause or carve out say? And what action do I have to take on that very particular carve out? And with enough training data, you can get to a level of accuracy to answer those questions and extract that data that with, that is as good or better than what a highly trained human would be able to do when asked with the same question. And even better, the way we typically build our workflows is you pair the AI with a highly trained human expert to ensure as close to perfect accuracy as you possibly can, where you build an AI model using very specific training data around a particular question, you present that answer to a human reviewer, you also present that alongside the location or set of locations in an agreement or set of agreements where that data is being pulled from and you ask them to confirm that that answer is correct. And that's particularly important when we're talking about highly regulated industries like finance, where following through or not following through on obligations can have very material monetary or regulatory impacts. Are there limits to the potential of AI? It doesn't do everything, but the amount of efficiency that AI deployed really, I think, thoughtfully can add is very material. But I, you know, my perspective on it is the benefits to the legal profession are really material. Anyone who works in corporate law will tell you that they don't have enough time in the day. No one is lacking for things they wanted to get to that they didn't. And what is preventing people from doing everything they want to do is some form of mundane work. And that presents itself in every area of corporate and contracting law. And whether that's answering and extracting questions about a document, finding a particular clause, doing very basic uh, markup suggestions on a document, that's all pretty simple work. And those aren't the material points that big financial institutions hire sophisticated corporate lawyers to help them with. That work has to get done. And so historically, that has gotten done by the in-house legal team, by outside law firms. But what those folks really want to do is be advisors to either their employer or to their clients. And AI has the potential to have a very material impact on how much time has to be spent on repetitive, relatively mundane tasks so that highly trained professionals can spend their time as true advisors working on uh, important questions for the business that are, that are complex and really require wrestling with a, a material degree of complexity. How does your approach differ from other solutions on the market? 
there's a long list of things. One is we're very focused on solving problems for the private funds industry. And we build complete end-to-end solutions to solving those problems. I would say that's probably the most important. You know, beyond that, we combine technology with lawyers. So we have a a network of about a thousand part-time, highly trained lawyers and paraprofessionals who work on our platform so that we can deliver that end-to-end solution. Uh, I talked about earlier how important human in the loop is when you're trying to deliver a near perfect level of accuracy using AI tools. And for us, you know, the, the workflows that we are solving for our customers most likely don't want a piece of the puzzle so that they have to though then go manage and connect to other solutions to solve the problem. These are things that they want solved by a provider so that they can then reallocate their attention to focusing on the things that are strategically important to their company. So we solved the whole problem. And then as it relates to AI, which is of course a topic everyone is really focused on, the data that we have, the volume of the data that we have and how specific the data is around the problems that we're looking to solve and the AI models we're looking to build is really unique. And so for we're able to build and deploy AI tools that have a level of accuracy around these particular workflows and problems that is really unparalleled. And how do you see the private market sector evolving in its use of contract automation technology? Well, if we have anything to do with it, what you know we're in the process of hopefully doing is we want to help this industry take any time-consuming, slightly disorganized, mundane workflow and digitize it. And not digitization for digitization's sake, but you digitize those workflows so that you can rapidly increase turnaround times. You can substantially reduce costs and have a really big impact on risk reduction. And we're we're on a path to doing that. We partner with our uh, customers uh, to continue to identify additional workflows that are done manually or semi-manually today and to partner with them to design solutions that have all of those impacts that I mentioned using digital tools. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Troy Pospisil, the founder and CEO of Entra, a provider of contract automation and intelligence solutions for asset managers. Troy, thank you so very much. All right, thank you. This was fun. Great to connect. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit reinventingprofessionals.com or ari kaplan advisors.com to learn more.